Hello to all the Global Supply Chain Week attendees from around the country and around the world. First, I'd like to send my thoughts out to everyone that has been personally impacted by the pandemic, as well as prayers to our friends in Texas that are suffering during this challenging time. I'm really excited to be here to support my first ever Freight Waves event. I'm also honored to share the stage with Scott, Tom, Ken, Ronnie, Bob, James, and Gary V as I kick off today's event. I've been watching Craig and the FreightWaves team grow over time, drive thought leadership on all subjects touching transportation, and build a sense of community. All this way before transportation, logistics, and supply chain were sexy. We have a lot of great speakers assembled today, and I can tell you that I'm eager to hear their important and real-time perspectives. There are so many great brands represented here today, like Ford, Delta, the Home Depot, and many, many more. I'm proud to be representing Intel, and I wanted to touch on our evolution as a company. A lot of folks know Intel as a semiconductor company, and it is true that the focus of the company in the past was the CPU inside the PC, which drove, drove massive growth for our company. However, several years ago, we started to take the CPU and put it inside the server, inside the data center. And from our perspective, we saw a world where there was incredible demand for data. And with that demand for data, there was more and more compute going into more and more things. So Intel has really stepped up and evolved from a PC-centric company to a data-centric company. Collectively, we have a team of 110,000 employees spread out through 45 countries. With that, you may be surprised to know is that we produce a whopping 10 billion transistors every second. And I'm amazed every time I think about that. Our purpose is to create that world-changing technology that drives all of those exciting transformations we are seeing today. Many of which, by the way, positively influence supply chain improvements. Within global supply chain, specifically within the logistics environment, my role is to drive new ways of thinking, new ways of looking at things, new ways of partnering internally and externally to deliver meaningful value as well as thought leadership. And I can tell you, there's been a ton going on given all of the challenges the pandemic has thrown at us. When Craig and I spoke a few weeks back, he asked me to sum up the current environment in one sentence. I gave him a few options, but he said, happy wife, happy life, wasn't what he was looking for. Seriously though, we spoke about two perspectives. The first being around disruption. From my perspective, we need to get used to it. We need to train those muscles to deal with it, and we need not look back at the good old days, but embrace the future uncertainty. Whether it's technology, infrastructure, transportation capacity, really anything that affects our supply chains, everything continues to evolve. Technology continues to evolve. Logistics capabilities continue to evolve, and so do the challenges we face. So let's get comfortable in this time of change, evolution, and disruption. That said, folks outside of our ecosystem have recognized those superheroes working within transportation, logistics, and supply chain. We are all getting more and more visibility, and what was once back office is now front and center. But as they say, be careful what you wish for. As Clark Kent was told, with great power comes great responsibility. And now that we're all in the spotlight, we have to be fearless. We have to go further than before. We have to hit every pitch that comes our way and become enablers 
on the path towards supply chain excellence. And along the lines of the Supermat analogy, what we do, what we're passionate about, what we try to influence once out of that phone booth is critical in driving an industry forward. And it really doesn't matter what lens you're viewing this through, whether you're cutting airway bills, whether you're in the C-suite or somewhere in between, that call to action to be an enabler, in my opinion, applies to everyone. So what do we strive for? What do we push for? What do we enable? As we consider risk, the future normal, our footprint, a healthy supply chain, and driving that thought leadership, three things continue to resonate with me, which are how we treat our people, how we ask for investment, and focusing on the right capabilities at the right time. Look, people first. Supply chain has been running on adrenaline fueled by people. And organizations that have historically put people first have been leaders in supply chain resilience and supply chain excellence. We should continue to acknowledge the extraordinary efforts of all of those talented folks in the ecosystem and continue to prioritize their education, their ability to be efficient, and their supply chain dreams. Second, telling the story holistically, connecting requests for investment to your company's success. You're not lobbying for a tracking system. You're not lobbying for a machine learning tool. You're not lobbying for a control tower. You are driving the assurance of a deeper understanding, a deeper level of visibility, and a way to ensure predictability and control within your supply chain. Essentially, you are driving advanced supply chain capabilities. You understand that organizations that have the capability to play out and model hundreds, if not thousands of what-if scenarios as efficiently as possible is something that not only enables resiliency through times like this, but leadership in a post-vaccine environment. And finally, with your people first and your strategic investment, having the right capability at the right time will ensure your success. This is something that doesn't happen by accident. And if you wanna be good at this, it needs to be part of your existing culture. It needs to be something we live by and something that's never static and always being assessed. And being that supply chains from organization to organization have different challenges, the right capability deployed at the exact right time is subjective to your organization. There really isn't one size that fits all. So today, our speakers are going to be talking about retail, building, and construction supply chains. There are so many changes in the retail environment driven by enhanced shopper expectations, new technology, and improved capabilities, while also being accelerated by the pandemic. The need to understand and anticipate that butterfly effect is not something we just wanna do, it's something we really have to understand. If you think about everything that's happening in our world today, I can't think of a more relevant topic that impacts all of our organizations. From the impacts of capacity and supply line costs of air freight, to the 62 ships anchored in San Pedro Bay, to the volatility in domestic transportation, our group has to continually ask ourselves, how have the numerous disruptions impacted our strategies in this segment? How have the numerous disruptions changed the way we view what we own and what we influence? How have the newest, numerous disruptions created opportunities previously unseen or maybe previously unprioritized? On the strategic side, I can say it's eaten a lot of our bandwidth. Over the last 12 months, one example is capacity, ensuring the right strategies around space to ensure the movement of raw materials, equipment, finished goods, 
getting prioritization from our partners, all while ensuring a healthy and collaborative environment. Capacity or the right balance of capacity always plays a role and is critical to manage carefully, given the current environment. In my view, the key question is how we manage that capacity in an appropriate way. The supply chain professionals we have at Intel are always finding ways to manage that perfect balance. How we plan, how we mobilize, how we mitigate risk is at the heart of what we do. How we do that in an intentional way comes down to how well we know our end-to-end -end supply chain. If you don't have that deep real-time insight, you're gonna make less informed decisions impacting raw materials, inventory, transportation capacity, leading to risks related to the wrong amount of slack in your network. On ownership and influence in the current environment, I find myself more biased towards the influence side of things. Now, don't get me wrong, ownership is important and without clear accountability, and ownership, nothing gets accomplished. You need to be able to focus and drive what you control for sure. That said, I believe there's so much more we can accomplish when we find those areas of commonality within our greater ecosystem. Forcing ourselves to look outside of our own desk, outside of our immediate goals, outside of our company to pull together in an appropriate way. In doing this, I believe we can unlock more value within the supply chain addressing common constraints and common challenges affecting our ecosystem. And when I say value, it's not just the bottom line. There are a host of technological, capability-related, and social challenges that our communities have the power to influence and address. As far as opportunities and challenges, the need to have the right capability at the right time. This forces us to look at things differently. It's not about how well global supply chains can do some predefined things for you. It's about how we can address any challenge that comes our way. Specifically in the logistics space, I would say we've been getting granular in terms of understanding not only how our partners are navigating the environment, but their tier two and tier three partners are performing and behaving. As an example, our ability to understand those ecosystems and quickly spring into action to augment market capacity with our own, regardless of what's happening in the market, is something that's helping companies like Intel and others minimize some disruptions. Over the next few days, we'll be talking about customer expectations also, and how these expectations continue to evolve. What really resonates with me is how the impact and influence of what we do in our day-to-day -day lives, specifically in e-commerce, has started to bleed into our professional lives. When I order something online, I get a seamless experience, and we all have come to expect that. A product is easy to find, product is easy to compare. It's very easy to order and very easy to get that product in, in my hands without issue. Large enterprises and the people managing those enterprises want the same seamless ease and speed in ensuring the right tools, the right service, the right materials and product at the right time. The same way we've come to expect those products that we order online at the best cost in a predictable way and without all of the noise. I'm telling you, these expectations are part of what fuels many expectations within supply chain. Some of those necessitate the continued push for investment and the continued push for digitization. And those digitization efforts are critical to help us collaborate better with the EPCs, the logistics providers, the integrated facilities management organizations, and all the other important partners within our supply chains. And last but not least, construction supply chain. I can't think of a more interesting yet complex ecosystem 
that yields so many exciting opportunities. In this environment, where we're all anticipating what a post-pandemic world will look like, bringing enhanced agility, enhanced speed, enhanced visibility, and a deeper control to the construction supply chain is more imperative today than it ever has been. From personal experience, I can tell you there are so many ways we can influence and up-level this segment. On a progressive level, we shouldn't overlook the small changes where we gain more control with minimal impact to the current state, such as minor commercial tweaks, or maybe even reevaluation of OFCI and CFCI. On a scalable level, we need to look at what we can automate and apply more broadly. In the spirit of this, small changes that have a large effect on our construction ecosystem, simply looking at how you influence with fewer levers versus what you own can drive great results. On the collaborative level, focusing on working together to drive systemic innovation that benefits improved performance within the ecosystem. This forces us to think and act outside of our own silos. And finally, on a revolutionary level, if you would have told me one day that we would be solving problems through AI, delivering to inaccessible areas by drone, or doing all of my shopping by phone, that would have sounded crazy. We have to ask ourselves, what's crazy, what's disruptive, and what innovations can we think of in this space? What breakthroughs can we drive through collaboration and technology? What can we do differently that could reshape and positively disrupt this entire segment? Revolutionizing this segment is not gonna be easy. So to all the supply chain superheroes out there, next time you're running to the phone booth to put on that cape, Remember that you're the superhero enabler of business, asking the tough questions and leading the discussion. You're the one that thrives on disruption, and you're the one that's flying in to save the day. Enjoy Global Supply Chain Week and stay safe. Thank you.